everyone talks about, you know, how to build a business or, you know, start your entrepreneurial dream or whatever. And I can just see you like pulling your hair out going, no, you can buy a business. It's already making money. Buying and selling businesses just got a lot easier. Welcome to the Web Equity Show, where thousands of successful entrepreneurs go to learn about buying, growing, and selling online businesses. Your hosts, Justin Cook and Ace Chapman, share their real-life advice, examples, and expert interviews to help you build and grow your own online portfolio. Now to your hosts, Justin and Ace. Welcome to the Web Equity Show. I'm your host, Justin Cook, and I'm here with my co-host, Ace Chapman. What's going on, Ace? How you doing, man? I am excellent, man. First show. I'm excited to get this thing rolling. Yeah, buddy. I'm excited, too. I've I've done these podcasts before, and I always look back at my first episode, and I'm like, oh, God, man, should we redo it? Is it good enough? So I'm I'm hoping we won't do that here, but uh, we are going to yeah. get into a little bit of history, you know, kind of our history and what we're all about. We're talking about the show and kind of what we're going to get into over the course of the next few weeks if you want to follow along with us. And I think uh, it's going to be really exciting, man. I agree. I agree. I'm looking at kind of our plan for some of the shows coming up and a lot of it hits the cord of of the questions and emails and tweets and all the stuff that I hear from folks that are trying to figure out what is the deal with all this web equity stuff. Yeah, I hate to be too basic here, but I think it's helpful for new listeners, people that are new to investing in websites and online businesses and stuff for you to kind of break it down, man. So talk a little bit about web equity and what that means to us. Yeah. You know, as I think about web equity, I can't help but go all the way back. I've had two books that have been real paradigm shift for me. One of them was The 4-Hour Workweek. I think a lot of people listening to this show will identify with that. And the other was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And when I think about web equity, I think about the, the whole quadrant thing that Robert Kiyosaki came up with. And, you know, it starts on the left with the employee and self-employed and then moves to the business and, and investor. When I think about web equity, it's that unique opportunity to jump from very beginning to investor. And there are a couple ways that you do that. One is maybe you do buy an internet business that you end up running as a business owner and maybe eventually turn into a passive income asset. Or maybe you just go directly to buying a passive income. And so at the very basic level, what web equity represents is taking a website that's already been built by somebody else. And they've made it through what I call the entrepreneurial gauntlet. Because we've all heard the statistics. It is really tough to get to profitability without failing. And so it's an opportunity to buy the business that has succeeded and made their first dollar and moved on to profitability in their business. You come in, buy that business or even invest in in owning a portion of it and start to get some monthly cash flow. And I think that is the real difference between web equity and going and buying something on the stock market and getting a piece of equity. What these deals represent is cash flow. It's hard to pay your bills with capital gains. You know, you got bills every month. What you need is cash flow. And that's why I'm excited for us to talk to more people about how this whole space works, because I think it meets a need and allows people to get into this world without having to be the genius that makes it through that entrepreneurial gauntlet. Yeah, I think when a lot of people think about investing in, you know, online businesses, they're thinking, oh, you know, I'll buy some shares of Facebook or they're thinking about these, you know, billion dollar 
companies and they're going to get small gains on their, you know, on their investments, on their stock ownership. But that's not what we're talking about here. So what those guys are doing, what those very large companies are doing on a very large scale are buying up other startups, buying up tech, buying up entrepreneurs in their space and then kind of enveloping them, bringing them into their company. And, and what we want to talk about, I think, on this show is how you can do that you know, in the five, six, and seven-figure range. So you know, if you own a uh, pet store, an online pet store, and you see other websites that are kind of in your space and you want to bring them in, either you like their kind of marketing channel or you like their product offering, you know, looking at how to pick them up and bring them into your organization as a strategic acquisition is interesting. And it may only be a $70,000 pickup. We're not talking about billions of dollars, but it could significantly impact your ability as a company to grow and you're offering to your customers. And I think that's what's really exciting about this to me is that it's not this pie in the sky, one $10 billion company buying a $1 billion company. We're talking real money from real people buying up assets and online businesses that can, I think, improve their cash flow, as you said. So some of the specific topics we're going to be getting into, things like, you know, where to find these types of assets or, or websites for sale. You know, how do you do due diligence on these? How do you dig into them and make sure that they're not scamming you, that the numbers aren't inflated, that everything is as they say it is? Things like if you're selling, how do you maximize the value of this asset sale? How do you improve the value 12 months, six months, three months leading into the sale? So these are all all topics we want to cover in the show. We're going to be getting into these in, in much more detail as we go along. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited that this is going to be an interactive show. It's going to be something where the listeners can ask us specific questions. We'll be able to talk a lot and answer those questions, and it'll be a way to access us without having to jump on the call and, and that kind of thing. And, you know, one of the things that I'm even reluctant to call myself is an expert. But, you know, you, you look at that Malcolm Gladwell definition, and, and I think both of us have well surpassed 10,000 hours in this space. And, you know, I bought my very first business 16 years ago. That was an internet business back in the day when that was a pretty rare thing. And so we, we're both bringing a lot of expertise. And the thing that excites me is it's not something where either of us have read a book and, you know, we're, we're talking about, we've done a few deals and we're talking about it, you know, at any point, probably between us, we're involved at, at, in 20 deals at a given time. So we're going to be talking from experience, but we're also going to be bringing in some, some other experts. We're going to be bringing in accountants and attorneys and other buyers and sellers, because we also realize that uh, as much as we know about the space and as involved as we are in working with, with other people, we love to get those outside perspectives and points of view. Yeah, this isn't something that, you know, we read a book or listen to some other podcasts and go, hey, we can talk about this stuff. No, these are things that we're doing every day. And on a regular basis, you know, we're going to share deals from deals that we're either working on or that we've just previously completed. We can't give away all the details all the time because there may be, you know, confidentiality agreements and, and clients that aren't OK with that. But for the clients that are, we'll be sharing those details with you so you can hear about these actual deals that are closing, the, the good and the bad that comes with them and uh, the deals that we're involved. in. I think that will be helpful for our listeners. The other thing, as you mentioned, is, you know, we're going to be answering questions. So it's really hard to, you know, take every question that I get via email or or that we may get on the show, uh, you know, via a voicemail and, and answer them one on one. But I think it provides a lot more value if we can take those questions and then share them publicly and then answer them publicly. Because if one person's asking and there's many other that uh, many others that have that same question. So I think that'll be really helpful. Buddy, let's get into your background a little bit. So 
tell me a little bit about yourself today and kind of why you're hosting this show, kind of what your goals are and where you're at today. Yeah. So as I mentioned, we buy and sell businesses. So on the first thing that I'm spending time doing is managing my own portfolio of businesses and investing in other deals. And, and every once in a while, I'm still buying businesses. I don't have as much time to put into running the business as, as I used to and kind of being the operator. But when there's passive deals that I can kind of hire somebody to run, then I really love doing that. The other thing that I started doing six years ago is working with clients who are interested in doing this stuff as well. And as you know, Justin, I, I still work in the offline world as well as the internet and web equity world. And I help people kind of from beginning to end. I, I help them find the business, do due diligence, and do the things that we're talking about, come up with valuation and put together the financing to buy the business. And you know, over the last six years, we've helped uh, over 100 folks buy businesses. And, and that's been exciting. But the thing that's really neat and the reason that I do it and hopefully the thing that comes from this is more deals. You know, I, I love and one of the reasons I work with clients is I invest in their businesses. And so the more people that I can come in contact with and the more opportunities, the more opportunities for me to find really great investments and great people that I want to work al alongside. Well, you do both offline and online deals. And, and just between you and our company, I mean, we've done multiple six-figure deals, maybe getting close to seven figures in total. And I'd say probably mid-six figures or something. So I know that we've done some business together, and that's only the deals that, that you've done with our company. And I know you're doing a lot of deals outside of there. So, you know, you're a full-on business broker, man. You've got your, your fingers in a lot of pies. You're involved in a lot of deals. You've got equity stakes and even more deals. But that may be intimidating to someone that's looking to just kind of get started and buying and selling websites. I've, I've had people ask me, they're like, how do you become a broker? And then I'm like, well, you could do this and do this. And they kind of like glaze over the look on their <laughs> face. They're like, uh, that sounds kind of difficult. So you weren't always that way though, man. Like that's not how you started. So why don't you tell us a little bit about kind of like your first deal and, and how you got into this whole like buying assets and businesses game. Yeah, yeah. The funny thing about where we are now is, and in this world is, you know, in the last couple of months, I've done everything from $3.2 million deal that, that we were putting together and helping a, a past client sell and down to a uh, $20,000 deal that we're in the process of doing right now with you guys. And so there's this wide spectrum, which creates a, a lot of excitement and, and a lot of new experiences and, and all of that. But you're exactly right. <laughs> 16 years ago, a 19-year-old kid who was definitely a business nerd, uh, nerd enough to, to spend kind of my time outside of class playing around on online stock market simulators. And there was one simulator that I really loved and was disappointed that it was always crashing and always had issues. And I would, would contact them. Other customers and users would contact them. You'd, know, you'd never hear from them. So summer was coming up and I thought, man, what a great experience it'd be to try to intern with this business and maybe help them improve it because they're obviously having some huge issues. So I reach out to them to find out if they had an internship program, if I could come in as an intern and, and help them out. And after a couple of weeks, I get an email back and they say, hey, actually, this is a project that we're not interested in anymore. We want to sell it. Would you be interested in buying it? 
And so I'm like, okay, that escalated really quickly. That's that's funny. So you want to do apprentice for these guys because you like what they were doing, and they came back and said, hey, why don't you just buy it from us? That's that's kind of that's an interesting approach. I I wonder why were they thinking that the person that want to that wants to come work there or like work for them would even you know come close to having the cash to buy them out? That seems I wouldn't even ask that. It's interesting that they asked that of you. Yeah, I don't know if it was because, you know, I was at a really expensive uh, university at that point. They didn't probably know that I uh, got a full ride and that was the only reason I was there. But I expressed the passion that I had for their business and in my email also expressed some of the plans, you know, and I think I took ownership of the business. And I think that's the only reason because they had no other reason to think, okay, this kid could actually buy the business. I think a lot of it was just the fact, one, they were pretty young, you know, they were in their late 20s. And me telling them my plans for the business and and the potential I thought it had and all of that. And they're like, okay, wow, this guy, maybe he can come up with the cash. And when I wrote back saying, yeah, I was thinking maybe they're going to give me this amazing deal. And they wrote back and said 70,000. You know, I'm looking at my bank account. I've got 3,000. That's a <laughs> 70,000 might as well be a million. <laughs> so, so why didn't you walk? Okay. So 70,000, you've got three. You don't even want to come back and ask them if they'll sell for three because you'd sound like an asshole, right? Like, I, I can't do that. So, so like, what, well, how did you end up getting this deal done? And, like, what, what struck you as this is still a, a doable deal? Like, why did that even cross your mind? Well, I really wanted it. Like I said, I had an idea of what the potential for this business could be. And so I, I really just wanted the deal. So my first reaction was just to say, yeah, let me figure out if I could do it. The thing that I didn't know at that point was what a great deal it was. So after a few days of thinking like, OK, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this, I decided to go back to them and ask them if they would finance half of it. So at that point, if I would have known a, uh, a lot about this and I, I I find this with my clients. You know, I had a guy, one of my clients in Toronto, who just negotiated a deal that was a lot more aggressive than I felt that the seller would have accepted. And so it was the case back then where I was just naive enough to ask for the outrageous. Now, they were selling me the deal at one time's earnings. So anybody who's in the space understands that, you know, on average, these businesses will go from two and a half times the cash flow that's coming into the business on an annual basis. They were already selling to me at one time's earnings. So for me to come back and ask for them to finance half of it was pretty outrageous. But they, they ended up saying yes. And uh, after that, I still had an outrageous amount of money to come up with. I found a buddy of mine at my college who loved the business as well. He obviously was as big a nerd as I was. And he decided to put some equity money in it. And then I really went out on a limb. I had to keep this a total secret from my parents or they would have strangled me. I went and applied for some credit cards. And oh I used yeah. the rest of that to kind of make up that about $12,000 difference. And the good news is it totally uh, worked out. They had the name of the site, just to tell you a few of the changes I made. Well, it was makingstockcash.com. I changed it to Cool Wall Street. We ended up growing the user base from 10,000 users to a quarter million in 70 countries. And so it was a really great experience. Now, one of the things that had a lasting impression on me was I held on to it too long. So I held on to it after the bust. I could have had a seven-figure exit, had a, a low six-figure exit. 
And that was something where it probably made me a little trigger happy and, and probably one of the reasons that over the last 16 years since I've, I've bought and sold 14 offline businesses and uh, dozens and dozens of, of Internet businesses. So I'm, I'm probably trigger happy because of that initial experience. Yeah, I think so. For, so first off, there's a lot to unpack there, man. Like you went through a bunch. I'll just say, though, that buying a business for ultimately you only put up 35,000 cash and it's bringing in $6,000 a month is a hell of a deal, right? I mean, yeah. would you take that in a heartbeat today? I offer that to you, done, done. Where, where do I send the money? Let's do it. But yeah, so that's that's pretty cool. So you, you got another buddy and how much equity stake did you give? Did he put up half the cash, half the 35,000? Yeah, he put up half the 35,000. He ended up with a third of the business. So I just went to him like an investor. Hey, I'm doing this deal. Even though he put up about half of that, he he was I was going to put in a little bit more work. It's passive. Yeah, or more passive for him where you're going to be the prime operator of the business. Exactly, exactly. And he brought to the table some technical ability and that kind of thing. Yeah, it was a great opportunity for him as well. That's funny, man. I wonder how that would have changed that deal would have went to crap. Like, would you be on the show today, man? Like, I know you've done a bunch of deals since then, but like, you know, like that that kind of first one that you kind of got your feet wet and that kind of jumped in, right? It, it, it like got you started and you said, okay, you were probably a little more bold on the next deals. I know that for some people that sounds scary as hell. Like, okay, I'm going to take yeah. a bunch of credit card debt and I'm going to bring in this buddy on this deal. If it goes to crap, I feel really bad for my buddy and- so that's, I don't know, that's pretty interesting, man. That's a, I'd say it's a, you know, a ballsy approach to doing your first deal. And I know that you've done a lot since then. I think you've, you've, I'm sure you've learned a lot in terms of like how to finance deals now, how to structure them in a way that, that makes sense for you, that makes sense for the seller and, and gets both the buyer and the seller what they want. Yeah. Well, the other thing, you know, in addition to making me really kind of a, a somebody who saw that, okay, you can build something and eventually selling, sell it down the line and, and get that equity out as cash. Uh, the other thing that I realized very quickly is after I sold that business and started to look for my next deal where I was going to be able to put $3,500 up and make 6000 a month, I realized, oh, wow, that's not a normal thing. So you really have to hustle to find those kinds of opportunities. But because I knew that they existed, I started to, to really focus on how do I find more deals like that. And, and that's been a, a big part of our strategy since then. And then the other thing is it did allow me to understand that there are some sellers out there that are motivated enough or maybe just detached enough that they're willing to do these really outrageous structures and help you as the buyer get the deal done. So yeah. So Justin, tell me a little bit about where you guys are now. I, I love your business. We do a lot of business together, but tell the listeners about what you guys are up to. Yeah, man. So when you're saying you guys, just let the listeners know, I have a business partner and uh, we run a company called Empire Flippers over at empireflippers.com. We run a website brokerage. So we help people buy and sell websites. To date, we've done, I think, a little over $3 million in, in total sales. And we're cruising recently at about three to $400,000 a month in volume. So we're generally dealing with the uh, five, six, and low seven-figure sites. We're starting into that today. And we've also got a podcast, you know, the Empire Podcast. We've done over 600,000 downloads. We've got about 130 episodes online. So we've done a good job, I think, of producing some content in the space on buying and selling websites and online businesses. But we didn't start doing that either, right? That's not how, how uh, we start off with this business brokerage. Joe and I both worked for an SEO company, Joe, my business partner, and we worked for an SEO company in the U.S., 
And uh, we were mid-level managers, and we'd had some previous experience with outsourcing before outsourcing was popular. And we ended up setting up a team in the Philippines. And ultimately, we ended up outsourcing ourselves to the Philippines, setting up a an outsourcing company that worked with our previous employer. So we became contractors for our previous employer, and we're providing back-end services to them. And we started getting into like this weird little game of building niche websites. So, you know, keyword research and trying to find out what people are searching for on Google, delivering sites that matched what they were searching for and that had advertisements on them via Google AdSense. So people would search, they'd find our site, they would scroll through our site. And if they clicked an advertisement, we would get paid anywhere from 20 cents to, you know, a buck 50, let's say. And these sites were small. They'd earn $8 a month, $20 a month in some cases. And then the, the bigger wins would earn $100, $200 a month. And we started building these out, and it sucked at first and didn't work. And then it, it started working. They started making more and more money. We said, wow, we're onto something here. You know, I wonder if people would buy these, right? We realized we want to build more and more of these and grow this side of our business, which was still at this point just kind of like a, a side gig for us. And uh, we said, I wonder if people will buy these. So we started offering them for sale. Hey, look, we've got a website that's been earning a year and a half. Uh, it's earning, you know, $300 a month. Anyone will buy it. And, you know, people buy for three, four, five, six, seven thousand dollars, which allowed us to front load all that cash and then reinvest it into building out more of those sites. So I sold this, you know, site that cost me, you know, say 50 to 100 dollars to make. And I sold it for two or three thousand dollars. I can create a whole lot more of those sites and start reinvesting in that side of our business. And so we found a real win in selling those assets off. And then we started talking about it online in our blog and our podcast. We just started telling people exactly how we did it, the exact steps and topics and, and niches we were searching for. And, and it really resonated with people who were like, wow, you know, I can, I'd like to try that too. And so we kind of built a name for ourselves. And then people started asking us, hey, you're selling these sites. Can I sell them with you? And ultimately, we ended up letting people sell their sites with us. And, and that's kind of how we got into the brokering side. We were helping people sell their sites to buyers that were interested in buying our sites. And we started moving our, our way up from, you know, selling four-figure sites to five-figure and six-figure websites, and now heading into seven-figure territory. So, yeah, that's kind of how we got started. We got started actually building the sites ourselves. So I've got a special place in my heart for people that are looking to build out niche sites from scratch and and do all the keyword research. You know, I I feel their pain on like you know when sites suck and they don't work and they're not as fantastic as they wanted it to be. I was there, man. I, I feel that. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think that gives you a lot of insight. And that's one of the things that's weird for me is that I never been on the builder side. I kind of got that hit early where, you know, we closed on a Tuesday and I remember the very next day money profits were deposited into my bank account on a, on a Wednesday. And it's been hard ever since to think, oh man, I'm going to try to start something from scratch and wait months and then eventually make money. So that gives you a different level of, of insight and being able to identify with the builders and sellers. Well, builders is a, you know, cash poor time rich game. So if you have time building sites is, well, probably the only way you're going to be able to go, but it's also the best way because it doesn't cost a lot of money, but it does, you know, it will cost some of your sweat equity. So you're going to have to put a lot of time into building out this site that doesn't earn much money to start. And so I actually, I'm totally with you on the, I'd rather buy sites that have gone through the gauntlet. And the gauntlet you're talking about is, you know, when someone builds a site from scratch, there's a failure rate. Some of them just suck and they just never actually pop up, right? They're the poppy that never actually makes it. And so for the ones that do, those are the ones that become interesting assets. And a lot of times the sellers, they just get either frustrated with the process or they finally got one that kind of makes some money and they are ready to move on to something else or they've got something else that's crushing it. They'd rather focus their time on. 
and they've got this this small site or this, this small business that has been through that gauntlet, as you mentioned it, and is in a great position to be picked up. And, and so I think stepping in and being able to buy those, having the cash to do that and, and skip all that time waste is fantastic. It's a fantastic approach. Now, you can do either. And it, it just kind of just you know depends on what your financial situation is and and how much time you have available. But I think it's a great way if you've got the cash and you're not time rich to get into the game. Absolutely. And so it's it's important for folks to know we are going to talk a lot about the seller side. You know we've been focused a little bit on on the buyer side, but the the seller side is a huge part of this. Both of us have done obviously a, a lot of selling. I've sold a lot of the businesses that I've bought. You've obviously built and sold and and helped a lot of clients sell their businesses. And it's important to understand some of the ways that you can improve value and maximize what you're able to get for your business if you do do all the work to make it through that gauntlet. I mean, you know, hats off to the people that make that happen. And and so when, when you do make that happen, don't leave money on the table when you sell that business. And we're going to talk a lot about that. Yeah, it's interesting because there's always two sides of the coin, right? On the one hand, I could say, Ace, that you're a bit of a vulture, right? You just kind of sit around and then, you know, someone's got some business that's just about to make it and you go and you steal the fruit from the baby, man. Like you're, <laughs> you're swooping, you're like, oh, you got this nice little piece of food? I'm taking it from you, right? And so, so it could be viewed that way. And definitely, I think, you know, if you're on the, uh, the sell side, um, it could be viewed that way. But on the buy side, you're like, look, that's a fantastic buy. I'm I'm always looking for those types of deals. So, yeah, you can't have it both ways, right? You can't say, oh, this is a ridiculously great deal for the buyer because it's probably a bad deal for the seller. And so we're going to talk about kind of like what that balance is and, and how you can get into that. We'll talk about that in some future episodes. But let's talk a little bit about why we're doing this show overall. Absolutely. Well, and I want to talk about why we're doing the show, but it's important to realize that if I am a vulture, I am a very happy, friendly vulture. <laughs> Who are those guys, the, the foreclosures or whatever, that like they sweep in and try to snatch yeah. your home and you're going into foreclosure? Man. <laughs> I saw this interview with this guy and, and he was doing that with homes and like I was just like, wow, man, what a what a jerk. But I, I don't feel like at least we're not going after businesses that I think are on their last legs. I and mean, I think those opportunities pop up, but often it's like they're either kind of being neglected because the person has moved on or they kind of just popped up and this, you know, this person has you know, some other interests or they've got some other things they're working on. I've rarely seen a deal where they just desperately need it and the buyer steps in. Or I don't know. I'm representing the seller often. So even if we saw that, I'm, yeah. not sure that I'd, I'm not sure that I would project that in terms of the situation <laughs> the seller's in. So, yeah. Absolutely. So why are we doing this show? First of all, I've realized, you know, over the last 16 years, I mean, it's amazing to me. I think early on, I kept thinking, man, people are going to realize that this whole buying businesses thing is an amazing investment. So I almost for the first uh, five years of me buying businesses and slowly selling them and, and eventually meeting my mentor who flips hospitals, I felt like okay, eventually the word's going to get out. So I got to do these deals quietly so that nobody realizes that there's this huge opportunity to make this amazing return on your money and compare it to real estate or the stock market or anything else. And there's literally no comparison at all. And so it was a shock to me that like a decade later, 
you look at every blog, every magazine that's about entrepreneurship, all the books on the bookshelf, and 99.9% of it is all about starting from scratch. And you have this tiny little sliver that's like, oh, or you could buy one of the millions of businesses that have already made it and kind of jump over that entrepreneurial gauntlet or that, that entrepreneurial lottery that you have to go through if you're going to start from scratch. And so that was the point where I realized, okay, wow, I probably should start spreading the word about this. And so a lot of this is because, one, there isn't a lot of information out there. There's a little bit of information from folks that aren't really in the trenches, especially to the depth that, that we've been in the trenches. And so when uh, Justin brought up the idea of, of starting this, I'm like, yeah, there's a, a huge, huge need. So that was really the, the first uh, reason and why I do everything that, that I'm doing right now. Yeah, I think it's interesting that you mentioned that everyone talks about, you know, how to build a business or, you know, start your entrepreneurial dream or whatever. And I can just see you like pulling your hair out going, no, you can buy a business. It's already making money. Like that's better. It's cash flowing. Like why not start there? And there are some downsides. So, you know, we're, we're going to talk about that, of course. Some of the downsides that come with buying a business instead of starting one. When you're starting it, you know, all the tech, everything is, all the processes are yours from the ground up. But I think that you can, you know, leapfrog or piggyback on some of the success someone's already had and made it through the gauntlet. And you're going to have a lot more success for yourself. Yeah, and I, I agree with you that, you know, the educational content for buying and, and selling these businesses just, it's not there. It's not there at the level it should be. And so, you know, I've had you, I had you on the uh, the Empire podcast a couple of times and we talked and I thought there were great discussions. I was like, I love this guy, Ace. We've done business together. So, I, you know, I there's some trust base there. And I was like, you're someone I'd love to talk to on a podcast. And I'd love to kind of dig into these topics with because, you know, you're in the trenches. You're actually doing this. We're working at deals together. We're doing deals separately. And we have, I think, a lot of things to share. And we're passionate about it, too. Like you're saying, don't build these sites from scratch. Don't build these businesses from scratch. Buy one. You really mean that. I think it's funny that you mentioned, um, you know, before you were trying to keep quiet about it, like you didn't want to let the cat out the bag or let the secret out. And I felt that same way, I'd say 10 years ago in business, you know, it's like if you have something that's working, you don't tell anyone about it. And I've done a full 180 on that. Like I'm all for letting the cat out the bag. I'm all for talking about what you're working on, you know, your successes and failures. I found so much value in that. I found value for people that are listening to that and people that connect with me because I am so open and honest about that sharing. And I think I've totally switched. So I, I see where you're coming from. And now why you're probably more interested in doing this podcast, you probably wouldn't have done it 10 years ago. And I, I, I definitely wouldn't have. <laughs> Absolutely. And it, it's just amazing to me that, you know, even at this point, more people aren't talking about it. But I'm excited. I think because of the internet businesses, it's bringing a lot more attention to this whole space. Well, I think I really want for us to be able to provide a voice for the industry, right? And, so, and we talked about this before. It's a very small niche industry, but there are amazing investment opportunities, both for people who've never heard of this. And then I think there's opportunities for those who are already in the business. So other brokers, other independents, other partners that are buying and selling sites already to kind of get and become a part of the community. Because we work with these professionals, right, that buy and sell businesses, maybe a couple hundred thousand dollars a year they're doing in transactions. But, you know, they don't know anyone else that's in the business because it's so niche. You're not going to like go to the grocery store and be like, hey, what do you do? Oh, I buy and sell businesses. Oh, really? Yeah, me too. Oh, that's so great. That never happens. 
That never happens. Yeah. So, so unless you're at a conference or something. So I think providing kind of a community and an outlet for people to get together and kind of talk about these things I think will be really interesting. And I, it's something I really hope comes out of this podcast. So I'd love to be a part of it. Well, I've seen over the last six years of working with clients and helping to connect people that have some kind of synergistic uh, benefit where they can work together and even just getting together in meetups and, and that kind of thing. I've benefited even from investing and creating joint ventures between clients and, and even just learning from the network of business buyers that we've built. It just is invaluable. And it, there's a reason that every industry has these annual kind of conferences and, and those kinds of things is because you benefit from connecting and learning from other people in your space. So I'm excited to build an even bigger community around this whole concept. Absolutely, man. So, you know, I don't want this episode to just turn into, you know, this is Ace, this is Justin, this is our backgrounds, you know, this is what the show is going to be about. I want to provide some actual tools right away that our listeners can can use and get some value out of. So uh, anyone listening to this right now, head over to webequityshow.com slash gift and pick up a website buyer's checklist and a seller's timeline. That's our gift to you uh, free just for listening to this podcast and and uh, checking it out. And we really appreciate your checking out our brand new podcast. In the next episode, we're going to be digging into the exact steps you can take to prepare your business for a sale. And I think buyers should pay attention as well because they can see whether the sellers are actually following those steps. And if they're not, find a way to get that deal on the cheap. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to the show. You can check us out at webequityshow.com if you want to find out more information about the show or just come by and say hi. Thanks for listening to the Web Equity Show. Now is your chance to be a part of the action. Go to www.webequityshow.com slash gift and send us your business acquisition or exit question and have it answered on the show. 